are listening to the Batflip Podcast, a baseball podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Damian and Matt. Welcome back, everyone, to the Batflip Podcast. My name is Damian here with my co-host, Matt. We're coming to you on March 30th of 2021. We are two days, as of recording this, away from opening day. Are you excited, Matt? Oh, I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. Um, I have not done all my opening day predictions yet to try to win all that money that they're giving away, but uh, that's going to be coming soon for me. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for opening day for the start of the baseball season, of course. Man, so am I. So am I. Uh, well, we're going to bring our AL predictions today. Um, but before we got, we're going to jump into that. We got some uh, a couple injury uh, injuries that happened this week, and then a couple extensions that were signed. So let's just go ahead and and jump right in. Um, our first injury that we have is Cardinals outfielder Harrison Bader has some right forearm soreness. Um, looks like he's going to be about out for about four to six weeks. Yeah, that's a tough loss for the Cardinals. Uh, Harrison Bader, uh, obviously, you know, especially with there being a forearm or, or an arm issue, uh, his arm is such a big part of his game, his ability to throw out guys on the base paths. Uh, that, that's going to hurt. Uh, but Harrison Bader is a good outfielder all around. He's, he's a fantastic defensive player. Um, he, he, he's a little bit limited on the offensive end, but um, – you know, that's going to hurt losing a guy who's so versatile and, can, and is so good in center field, um, and especially for a Cardinals team that, you know, you're going to have to rely on that defense in center field with a couple of not quite as great defenders in the corner outfield positions. So um, it stinks to, to see them lose Harrison Bader. It stinks to see anybody get injured. But, uh, you know, four to six weeks, hopefully he'll be back pretty soon. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, well, our next injury we had was uh, White Sox outfielder Eloy Jimenez. Uh, he's going to be out five to six months with a torn pectoral muscle. That uh, he got this injury by trying to rob a home run during spring training the other day. Yeah, and that's so unfortunate. I mean, obviously, uh, you never want to see a, a guy get injured like that in spring training. Uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of AJ Pollock's injury a few years ago when he was just diving into home plate, trying to make an effort play and broke his, broke his elbow. Um, you know, it, obviously you want to see effort plays, but in spring training, you got to be smart sometimes. And, uh, this is a huge loss for the White Sox because Eloy Jimenez really seemed to figure it out some last year. He, he, he was good as a rookie, but he wasn't great. And, uh, last year he seemed to be getting on the track to being what a lot of people expected him to eventually be. And, um, you know, he in in just 55 games last year put up 1.6 wins above replacement, and uh, you know a, a, a 140 WRC plus is very very impressive last year. And just at age 24, you were expecting a real breakout season from him. And hopefully, uh, hopefully he'll be back uh, later in the season. And uh, but that that hurts the White Sox for sure. So yeah, hopefully he can come back and help with that playoff push. Um, you know, that last month or so and, and really give them that big bat that they, they're probably going to be missing for most of the season. Um, unless a guy like Andrew Vaughn, who just got his contract selected, you know, steps up in a big way somehow. Um, so I think he's looks like the guy they're probably going to try and play and left a little bit more. Yeah. And it's very important now that that Adam Eaton signing to uh, having him in the fold, because, um, you know, it just adds another outfielder and you never know, Adam Eaton might be able to bounce back to his form from when he was previously with the White Sox, veteran player. So it's going to make it all the more important that he plays well this year. Absolutely. Uh, well, our next injury we have is a uh, it's a pretty big hit to the Rays' bullpen, um, and that's relief pitcher Nick Anderson. He has a partial tear of an elbow ligament, 
Um, it's going to take him out past the All-Star game. Luckily, though, no surgery has been recommended. But uh, as of right now, he's going to be down for eight weeks of not throwing. Yeah, that stinks. Uh, Nick Anderson's a really good relief pitcher. Uh, I think he closed most of the time last year for the Rays, even though, as we all know, the Rays move around their bullpen a lot and they mix and match a lot. But, uh, you know, the Rays' bullpen was expected to be extremely good again, but, you know, they lost a couple pieces from last year's team to, to free agency or to trades, and then they, uh, you know, losing Nick Anderson's a big deal. That back end, that anchor in the bullpen, uh, you know, that that's that's going to hurt them. And, you know, it's just the Rays have lost a pretty good bit this offseason. It's going to be tough to overcome. But we'll see. They got a lot of really young, talented players, as we'll discuss here in a few minutes when we talk about our predictions here. Yeah, and the Rays are really good about trying to maximize everything their pitchers do well and, and not make them overdo anything. So if a team... If there's any team that could handle losing a good reliever, it's probably the Rays because they'll find some way to bounce around it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's kind of the injuries we had happen this week. Uh, but we did have two extensions signed. One, uh, you know, quite bigger extension than the other. Uh, but our first one we had was Lance McCullers signed a five-year, $85 million extension with the Houston Astros. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Lance McCullers, when he's healthy and when he's own, is really, really good. He he has that power curveball, and that curveball is so good. Uh, he's got a really good strikeout rate. He does he he does walk guys occasionally, but it, but it's not too bad. Uh, the 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 walk rates aren't too high. Uh, he's always had pretty good fastball velocity. Uh, this is a guy who he's a really good pitcher. Um, you look up and down his statistics. He's never pitched 200 innings. In fact, he's never pitched 130 innings. He's a starter, so that that's scary. Um, you're talking about a long-term extension, especially you know a guy who's had Tommy John surgery, you know, pretty recently. But when he pitches, I mean, you look at you know his 2017 season when the when the Astros were World Champions, uh, a 3.54 ERA or a uh, Sorry, a 4.25 ERA, but a 3.10 FIP, 3.17 XFIP. It's a 2.8 wins above replacement season. He's put up over a win above replacement every single season. And, uh, you know, like I say, never pitching 130 innings. He's got a pretty good rate there. So if he can ever build those innings up, um, this is a guy who I believe could be a you know, an all-star level pitcher. I don't know if he's a bona fide ace or anything like that, but he's he's got all-star talent. And, uh, you know, hopefully he figures out um, – you know, some way to stay healthy. I mean, that's really going to be the, the issue here. That's, that's going to be where you're going to see, hey, is is Lance McCullers, the signing, is that going to be really good in the future or not? It's going to be whether or not he can stay healthy. So, Well, yeah, like you said, he hasn't pitched 130 innings, and he had Tommy John surgery in 2019. So he came back in 2020 and had 55 innings pitched. So this is a guy who still, like you said, hasn't done a full uh, a full season all together and then now he's coming off a recent Tommy John surgery that only has 55 innings after it so do we really know how much he's going to bounce back um so good for the Astros to to sign McCullers I mean especially with the way that their pitching is suffering right now anyways to lock up a guy long term um it's good for them and good for McCullers for for getting his bag as as people would say yeah I mean so you know, we're talking about the Astros and McCullers is going to be their top pitcher for the first half of the season with, with Framber Valdez out and obviously uh, Verlander being out. So, I mean, that's going to be tough if they, if they yeah, didn't bring it, him back. It's going, to be, it's going to be him and Grinky at the top yeah, of that rotation. Yeah, and Grinky really struggled at the end of the season last year. And, you know, you're looking at him being 
what is he, 36, 37? I mean, he's yeah. he's up there in age, too, so Granky will probably be good, but uh, yeah, that, that is like, worrisome, you know? It's like I saw something today on Granky. He has the stuff still as a number two pitcher. Like, he, his mind and everything still a number two pitcher, but his body just isn't there enough to give him all of everything he needs to be a number two. So it's basically like his body's a number four. Yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting. It's kind of a little breakdown on uh, what Grinky's like right now. So, well, our other extension we had was Randy Dobnak. Um, if you've never heard that name before, I do not blame you. Uh, he signed a five-year, $9.25 million extension with the Twins that has three club options. Um, the deal can max out at $29.75 million. Yeah, Randy Dobnak is kind of a throwback pitcher, uh, pitches to a lot of contact. Um, doesn't strike a ton of guys out, but, um, you know, he's got good numbers. Uh, his ERA, uh, for his career is a three twelve. yet. He's only pitched in two seasons in the big leagues though. Uh, 15 starts in, in 2019. He, he pitched a little bit out of the bullpen too, but you know, 25 years old, um, you know, this year he, he only had a five twenty one strikeout per nine. Uh, but you know, he doesn't walk a ton of guys. He never has in his minor league career. He, he was always under two walks per nine, except for maybe in triple a in 2019, his first taste there. But, um, you know, this is a guy who, who he gets the ball on the ground a lot, uh, over 60% in, in 2020, um, on ground ball rate, which is incredibly, incredibly good. Um, you know, that, that only did not giving up a ton of homers, um, you know, I think Randy Dubnak's a, a pretty solid option to have as like a number five pitcher or maybe a swing guy. And, uh, you know, you buy him out of a couple of, of years of his, uh, you know, of, of his contract renewal, you, you go ahead and set that up. And then, uh, obviously with those club options, you give him a little bit of a raise in the contract renewal, and then you get those club options in arbitration. Uh, that'll, that'll help a lot with, uh, with Randy Dobnak and being able to keep him at a good cost. Um, if he ends up, you know, being a consistent, pretty good starter, but, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do here. Obviously there's no risk to the team when it comes to club options. So, um, you know, that, I think that's great for them. And then for Randy Dobnak, this is a guy who was in indie ball not too long ago and didn't get drafted. So, yeah. Uh, you're looking at a guy who, uh, you know, now he's going to be making millions. So uh, I think both sides is a pretty good, pretty good deal. Not a huge, not a huge extension, but uh, you know, good for good for both ends here. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is that he's a feel good story. Um, you know, like you said, he was undrafted at a, a Division two school, and when he wasn't playing the games, he was being an Uber driver. Um, and that he he oh, he uh, he expresses on Twitter so much that he, his disdain for one writer that gave him a four star rating. So now he only has a 4.99. <laughs> uh, so he, he's pretty upset with that one guy, but you know, right now his plan or the plan for the twins is he's going to be a long reliever out of the bullpen with the potential to be a starter, you know, maybe if J a Happ or uh, Matt Shoemaker goes down. So um, good deal for everyone around and, and good to see a guy like Randy Dobnak get a, uh, you know, get some security in the majors. Absolutely. Love to see that. Well, that's pretty much all the moves we had happen this week. Um, so we want to jump over and give you our basically our rundown of our AL predictions, go through each division, give you what we think our wild card matchup will be, and then give you our rookie of the year, our Cy Young, and our MVP. So uh, to start it off, let's go ahead and jump with the AL East, and let's hear yours first, Matt. Yeah, so uh, my AL East predictions, I got the Yankees uh, winning the division. I think there, there might have been a little bit of uh, – 
a question mark there, you know, but the beginning of the off season and after, especially after seeing some of the moves that Blue Jays were making, but you know, the Blue Jays have had some, some injury issues here in the, throughout the off season and in, into the spring, the Yankees seem to have stayed pretty healthy. Their team seems to be intact. You know, they've even got some guys coming back from injury, you know, midway through the year, they missed all the year last year, like Luis Severino, you know, he might be back in the fold. So, um, I think, um, uh, you know, the Yankees, they got Aaron Judge, you know, they've got uh, Glaber Torres, they're going to have DJ LeMayhew back, um, you know, we'll see what we get from Gary Sanchez, but, you know, he's had a pretty decent spring, um, you know, they, they just got a lot of really, really solid hitters in that lineup, and then, you know, at the top of their rotation, they got Garrett Cole, so a uh, little bit of a worry about the, the Yankees starting rotation behind Garrett Cole. Um, you know, you, you need to see what we're going to get from Severino there. And obviously Tanaka is gone. Uh, but, uh, you know, maybe Corey Kluber, you know, who, how's he going to do? They've got a couple of their guys, Jordan Montgomery and, you know, Davey Garcia, those types of guys who, you know, we'll see if one of them can step up. And then when you look at their bullpen, it's just stacked. I mean, it's hard to, hard to do anything with that bullpen with the world as Chapman at the back end. Chad Green's pretty good. I mean, they got Zach Britton when he's healthy. Hopefully he'll be healthy at some point. Um, you know, I think that think that Yankees team is, is pretty solid. So I got them at number one. How about, how about you, Damian? Yeah, I got the Yankees at one. Um, uh, you know, everything you said. Uh, I think Jamison Tyon is going to be a big pickup for them too. I really liked him um, with the pirates. So going over to New York, hopefully getting into a winning situation helps him, you know, step his game up even another level. Um, You know, like you said, their, their rotation's so good. Their bullpen's so good. Their offense, when everybody's healthy, like if, if judge and Stanton are healthy, I mean, they're going to hit 50 home runs each most likely uh, in the, in that ballpark, you know, if they can get, if they can get Gary Sanchez back to something, you know, something that's not last year, like where he's hitting under 100 and just no power. Like if you can get Gary Sanchez back to where he's hitting 230, 240, I mean, and then he's giving you 20 to 25 home runs, like that, that team is going to be very, very hard to beat. Um, you know, I did do know they lost Luke Voigt um, for a little bit of time. But I just don't think that anybody in the rest of this division has the depth or, or the pieces as good as the Yankees to, to jump up there and beat them. Yeah, the Yankees have sneaky depth, too, because they got guys like like Aaron Hicks is a really good baseball player. Yeah. And Giovanni Urshela is a really good baseball player. Those, those are two really good players that honestly, like uh, they would probably be stars on other teams. But for the Yankees, they're just good you know solid role players and that that's that's the sign of a team that's that's really deep and uh if they're healthy you know they're gonna be a tough team to beat but uh yeah who uh who do you think uh their their biggest contenders are here to, to topple I, the Rangers, the Yankees? I uh I still have the defending AL champions Tampa Bay Rays in, in number two you know they did lose Blake Snell um and, and that's gonna hurt for sure but I just there's something about this blue or this uh, this raised team that they just find a way around it. You know, it, it, losing Charlie Morton's going to hurt as well, but they're going to find some way to make Chris Archer be Cy Young contender Chris Archer for some reason. Like it, it's just something that they do that they find p- ways to make pieces that are either have been really bad or pieces nobody heard of to be really really good. Um, and I just don't trust the Blue Jays bullpen, the Blue Jays starters. Really, I, I just don't trust them enough to to jump the Rays as of 
as of right now, I don't. That could change if the Blue Jays make a couple trades or or something throughout the season. But as we're looking at it right now, I just still think that the Rays are just a little bit better team than the Toronto Blue Jays. Not by much, but but it's close. Yeah, and and I think you could you could pick either one of those teams for second. And you know, honestly, uh, you know the the Red Sox maybe if if Sell had been healthy, but you know with the news that we we talked about last week with Sell being out, I don't think the Red Sox are going to have a chance to to do it. But uh, if you look at the Blue Jays, uh, you know I, I like them as the number two team, and, and mainly because I think they're the biggest challenge to the Yankees. In, in the way that they have more upside as a team. Like, I think they got more young talent that could take a ne- the next step than the Rays do right now. You look at guys like uh, Vlad Jr. and Bo Bichette, Kevin Biggio, and then all the talent they've added. I know some of the guys are going to be missing early. You're, you're going to have, like, Springer might miss a, a little bit of time early. Um, you know, obviously Kirby Yates out for the season hurts them really bad, but – uh, you, their rotation is sneaky good. You know, Hinjin Ryu, uh, a really good pitcher at the top of that rotation. Uh, oh, and uh, you got to remember they added Marcus Simeon in their lineup too. I mean, they, they've they've added a lot of really good pieces there. Um, you know, I think Nate Pearson could take a step this year. I just feel like there's a lot more upside with the Blue Jays and the Rays right now. Um, so I have them at number two. The Rays, I, I mean, you could have flip-flopped them either way. I really am I'm worried about the Rays' rotation right now, which sounds weird because the Rays always have a good rotation. But, um, I mean, they lost their, their veteran presence, the pitcher, and, and Charlie Morton, who had been really, really good the last two years. And they lost Blake Snell, who, you know, was the Cy Young winner year before last, or in 2018. And then, you know, this past year really led them in the playoffs was their ace throughout the playoffs. Tyler Glass now, I think, has a chance to be an ace, but he's still a little bit inconsistent. And their their lineup, it's 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 hard to bet against the Rays, but man, their lineup just doesn't it has a lot of holes in it. I mean, you look at the outfield, a Rose Arena, is he gonna be he's not gonna be what he was in the playoffs. He he's gonna be good, but he's not gonna be what he was in the playoffs. And if you look around the the, the the diamond. I mean, he he just carried them in the playoffs. But like they got guys like Manny Marco. You know, I don't think he's going to be great. He's going to be good. He's, he'll be fine. But um, you know, look at look at the infield. Uh, Willie Adams. He's okay. He's a good shortstop for for defensive player. His offense is hit or miss. Um, I think a lot of the the Rays is going to come down to whether or not Wander Franco is able to come up and immediately make a huge impact because. You know, if Wander Franco can come up and, and play like what we think Wander Franco could be, then um, they might have a real shot here because he's he, he's got a chance to be the best player in the game at some, someday. But right now, it's a big time unknown, and I just feel like they're going to struggle to score runs this year. Honestly, I mean, a lot of their other guys are, are platoon guys, which the Rays are really good at. You know, Yandy Diaz, G Man Choi. I mean, they got some. They got some guys who can really play Yoshi Sutsugo, but they're not. You know, they're 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 going to rely on a lot of unheralded guys. That again, but uh, I just I just see them falling off a lot. You know, they lost Hunter Renfro too. They, you know, I think Zunino ended up resigning there. But there's there's a lot of pieces that they needed to that they that they've lost to this team that, um, and their bullpen. Right? You can't forget Nick Anderson being gone. I mean, they lost a couple of other relievers too. I, uh, I do have them in third. Um, so uh, my other two are the Red Sox. I've gotten fourth. Um, like I say, the Red Sox are better than people think they are. Um, 
if they were going to have sell back all year, I, I would have thought about putting them somewhere in the top three. Obviously not number one, but maybe number two or three. Because uh, they still have Devers, Bogarts. Uh, they've got a uh, good, pretty good lineup there. Martinez, but Verdugo had a breakout year last year. But uh, I'm just still worried about that rotation and bullpen. Garrett Richards has, has signed with them, but he hasn't looked very good this spring. Uh, I'm worried about them and then the Orioles, I think, just by default or fifth, even though they might be a little bit better than they have been. Yeah, I have the I have the Orioles um, in last and the Red Sox in fourth as well. Uh, not much to really say about them. I don't think that they'll be threatening those top three at all. I think I think you're going to be looking at the Reds. Best case scenario for the Red Sox is, I mean, best case is probably 500 this year. Yeah, no. I, I would agree with that. Uh, but I, I will tell you one thing to look at with the Orioles. They, they have some, some young pitchers coming up, and it's going to be very important for the Orioles to develop young pitching because they haven't been able to do that in a long time. But they have that new front office now from what, from what they had. And, um, you know, that's going to be something important to look at, like Keegan Aiken. What's he going to look like? And then um, also are you going to see Adley Rutschman because there's a lot of people super excited about him and uh, his future. So there's some there's some things to look at with the Orioles for sure. Well, let's go ahead and jump over to the AL Central, um, where I think we'll have a little bit of disagreement here, at least in the top of this, this division. Um, I have the Minnesota Twins winning this division uh, with the White Sox you know, coming in sec- a close second to the twins. But I, I just do think that that, uh, that loss of Eloy is going to matter a little bit more to the White Sox uh, this year. And the twins, I, I just think that they're so good. I mean, you know, if Buxton can have a full season, if Max Kepler can, can continue developing, if Jose Barrios on a, on a contract year, does he have a big year? Kenta Maeda looked really, really good last year when he went there. You know, they signed uh, – uh, Alex Colome over from the White Sox, um, to put into the back end of that bullpen with uh, with Taylor Rogers. So I, I like the Twins over the White Sox. If Eloy was in the White Sox lineup, I, it might be flipped. But th- I mean, these two teams are really, really close as it is. So you could flip these either way. Yeah, and, and I think that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good assessment there. I I do have the White Sox at, at number one, um, kind of for similar reason that I've got the Blue Jays over the Rays. I, I just feel like there's more upside with the White Sox team. Um, you know that they could have guys. They have a lot of guys that are young that could break out a little bit. Uh, like Luis Robert, he, he he was really good last year for a little while. Then he cooled off. Then he got hot again in the postseason. That's a guy who I think has a chance to really do well. Um, you know, there's a lot of, been a lot of talk about Eloy Jimenez and losing him. And, you know, I was just talking up Eloy Jimenez a minute ago. But at the end of the day, he is a, a DH slash below average outfielder type with a big bat. And that's I, that's exactly what I think Andrew Vaughn could be. I think he could just be a copy of what Eloy Jimenez was to them. So um, I don't really think they're losing I don't think there's going to be quite as much drop off there as people are expecting. And uh, they've got good players all over the place. I mean, Tim Anderson's really good. The defending MVP, Jose Abreu at first. I don't think he'll be quite as good as he was last year, but he's going to be good. Um, you know, Yasmani Grandal behind the plate is a steady, a catcher as, as we have in, in the big leagues right now. He's been, he's been up there as a top five catcher or so for a, for a long time now. Um, and then the rotation, you got Giolito in there. You added Lance Lynn. Um, you still got some some veteran presence and with you know Keuchel, uh, 
and then you've got some young guys too that have come up and you know might be poking back into that rotation or uh they got a lot of, of room for growth and and you, you know you might end up getting like a, a garrett croce uh pitching out of the rotation at some point or or maybe even like a, a michael kopech coming back which would be very very cool for them and dylan cease as well as another young guy that's a t- highly touted prospect that's you know trying to that's trying to figure it out a little bit so um i like the upside of the white Sox. i've got them winning the al central even though i think it's gonna be really close um i've got the twins in second i do think there's a little bit of aging with the twins uh i think a lot of their you know, production is going to rely on Nelson Cruz and Josh Donaldson, who I like both of them a ton. I'm a huge Josh Donaldson fan. He's an Auburn guy. Um, I loved him when he played for the Braves. I still like him a lot, but he, he's also aging and has dealt with a lot of injuries in the past several years. And then, um, you know, Nelson Cruz is what, 41. I mean, I think Nelson Cruz is going to do well, but there's going to be a day where Nelson Cruz doesn't do well. And, uh, you know, who knows when that might be, but, you know, I think it's a I think it's a safer bet that the White Sox young guys are able to improve than Nelson Cruz is able to, you know, put up the same numbers he's put up. So, um, you know, I like the Twins. I, I like them a lot. That's why I have them in second. And spoiler alert, I have them as one of my wild card teams too. So, yeah, I think the rest of this division is kind of just clear cut. I think it's going to be the Indians in third, the Royals in fourth, the Tigers in fifth. The Indians are still really good. I mean, really good compared to the other two teams. You know. They still have Shane Bieber. You still have some like Jose Ramirez. You got a couple pieces that you're hoping to see quite a bit from like Andres Jimenez. Um, seems like Ahmed Rosario isn't making as much of an impact as they thought he would already be making. Um, already losing that short step job to Jimenez. Um, but you still have a solid all around team, better than the Royals, better than the Tigers, who are both well into the you know or starting their rebuilds. Yeah, and I agree with you on the Indians. I think. You know, you look at Shane Bieber and the way that they just develop pitching, uh, Plesak and Savali and, and Tristan McKenzie behind him, even even though they've lost a couple guys. They lost Clevenger. They traded him last year. They they traded Carrasco. They've traded Lindor. They've traded some guys. They're still good. Uh, they're outfilled with uh, Josh Naylor, you know, is going to play well, I think, for them. You know, they brought back Cesar Hernandez, a second base. That's, that's big for them. Um, they, they've got a pretty good team. Uh, they're going to have good infield defense again. Uh, they're going to hit well. Uh, you know, I think they're still a decent team. I don't know if they have quite as much talent as the top two teams in this division. That's why I have them third, but uh, they're solid. Uh, the Royals, uh, they've made some moves that I think are kind of competitive moves, like like the Benatendi trade. They signed Carlos Santana. Uh, you know, they've, they've got some young pitchers in there. Uh, like uh what's the kid's name from Florida? Um Singer? Singer, Brady Singer, yeah. Brady he, Singer. Yeah, he's he's solid. Uh they got uh, that, that Bubik kid and then you look at the rest of their their you know, farm system and rotation, they got a lot of upper minors pitchers that, that are gonna be there soon and but so do the Tigers. I mean I've got them in fifth as well, but uh they've got some up and coming guys like, you know, Casey Mize, Tariq Scoobel, uh Matt Manning and then um you know, they've also got some big up and coming hitters. I think the Tigers are built better for the future than the Royals. But I think for this year, um, I think I would probably put my bet on the Royals being just a little bit better. But these two teams are clear cut four and five here. They're, they're way behind the other three. And I think the Indians are a step behind the White Sox and Twins. The White Sox and Twins could go either way, though. I think this is going to be an entertaining division to watch down to the end. Absolutely. I, I think the same thing. Um 
so let's go ahead and jump over to the AL West, where I think we might have a couple surprises here that's going to surprise quite a bit of pe- uh, quite few people, uh, and that is that we both have the Anaheim Angels winning the division. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I think the Angels are going to sneak up on some people this year because if you look at them on paper, they're really good. I mean, you look at they got the best player in baseball by. And it's clear cut best player in baseball still, and Mike Trout. They've got a top five third baseman who you know it's a top fifteen player in baseball in Anthony Rendon. They got they've got two big centerpiece superstars in their lineup. Um, and then you look at them around the infield, and you know David Fletcher is a solid player. And I really expect that a couple of their guys that struggled last year to bounce back to a certain level. Like I don't think Justin Upton is is a superstar player i don't think he's an all-star level player anymore but i think he's better than what he showed last year and i think he'll hit you know somewhere he might hit somewhere in the 230s but he's gonna hit some home runs and he's gonna have decent production i think shohei otani might be healthy now and he's shown in the spring that he hasn't been super consistent pitching yet but he's pitched and his velocity's back and he looks good um the stuff is there, you know, he's probably going to have to, he hadn't really pitched much in two years, so he's going to have to kind of rein it back in a little bit, but uh, Shohei Otani's there and he's going to hit well too. So, you know, you got, a, you got some good powerful bats in there plus, plus Shohei Otani on the mound. And you got some other good pitchers too, like, like Andrew Haney. He's a solid pitcher. He, he's not a number one. He's probably not a number two, but he's a really solid number three. Um, and then, you know, if you can get a guy like Jose Quintana back to his form, uh, you know, there was a lot of expectations for him in Chicago after the, the big trade where, you know, a couple of guys we just talked about with the White Sox were big centerpieces in that trade. And a lot of people were uh, skeptical of it then and are still and it's and that trade doesn't look good at all now. But uh, there was a lot of pressure on Jose Quintana and he also dealt with some injuries. So, you know, maybe now he's got a little bit of a reset. I, I like that. Um I like his. I like the thought of signing him for the Angels. So, um, you know, they traded for Alex Cobb, who isn't great, but he's you know something. And um, they got some young guys too, like like Brandon Marsh and Joe Adele, who can step up at, at the at the plate. They also got uh, they also got Jose Iglesias. They brought in, you know, and Angelton Simmons is a guy who's dealt with injuries the last couple of years. So that'll probably be an upgrade since since Simmons had played all the time. Uh, they brought in, um, you know, the other Iglesias, Rysel, from the Reds, and, you know, they added their bullpen. That's going to help them a lot. I, I really think this team made some really smart moves. I would have liked to have seen them make a big ticket signing, like a pitcher of some kind, to kind of be their ace. I think they really need an ace, but I've got them number one just because, I mean, I, I look at them. I think they're the best team in this division. Yeah, and you didn't even mention Dylan Bundy, who had a fantastic season. Oh man, last year. I can't believe I didn't even mention him. They, I, I mean, they still have Dylan Bundy, who yeah, he's last good. year he he pitched like a one yeah, at, he, at times. Yeah, I think he'll be um, a two this year. I think so, I really think he will. I, you know, he's, well now you so that just adds to that rotation you're talking about, though. So you're talking about Dylan Bundy, Quintana, Andrew Heaney, Alex Cobb. I mean, Shohei Otani, whatever you can get out of him. Griffin Canning, who has shown flashes of being really good, he's shown flashes of not being really good. But he's an, he has potential to be, you know. Even today, they made a couple below the radar signings of signing Tony Watson and Steve Ciszek to throw into that bullpen, who are still two serviceable major league relievers that have a lot of experience. Yeah, um, I like at, you know. Throw and then they just brought back um, Noe Ramirez as well, who they traded for Rossiel Iglesias 
in the offseason, the Reds cut him and they brought him right back. So this Angels team has done a lot to the pitching staff. You know, like we, it, it's not the big ticket signing like we were all expecting or wanting it to be, but they've done quite a lot um, to this team, you know, and trying to to throw pieces around Mike Trout to, to push uh, to make a playoff run finally. Um, you know, we both also have the Astros in second. This team is still so stacked with talent. You know, you still have Jose Altuve. You still have Carlos Correa. You still have Jordan Alvarez. You still have Alex Bregman. Um, you know, but it, the real lack for them is going to be what their pitching is. It, you know, we already talked about Verlander being out, Famber Valdez being out. What is, what are you going to get from Zach Grinke? Are you going to get a full season from Lance McCullers? You know, what's Jose Urquidy going to do? Is he going to be a full-time pitcher, you know, starting pitcher? Are you going to throw him back to the bullpen again? You have guys like Christian Javier who still question, have question marks. And then you didn't really do anything to improve that bullpen either. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I, I like the Astros because they've got all those all that name-brand talent. But at the, at a certain point, you know, Haltuve, what, what's he going to be this year? He, he wasn't that good last year. He was good in the playoffs. But in the regular season, he really just wasn't all that good. And then you look at – I think he'll be somewhere in between. But, you know, you look at, at, at first base, Guriel, he wasn't very good last year. Is he, is he, what's he going to be? Probably not as bad as he was last year. He'll probably be somewhere in, in the middle, in between. You lost George Springer. You have to get the next step from Kyle Tucker, which he showed some signs of it last year of, of improvement. So maybe you do get that from him. But, um, you know, Jordan Alvarez has to stay healthy. There's a lot of variables with this team, and not to mention the pitching staff. I mean, you're looking at a team with, you know, like we talked about Lance McCullers earlier. He's only thrown 130 innings as a max in his career. He's never he's never gotten to that point. So, you know, you're talking about your best pitcher from last year, your breakout guy, Framber Valdez being out. Justin Verlander obviously still out this year. Uh, I mean, I'm not a huge believer in Jose Urquidy. I think he could be okay, but you, you lost the, your top prospect. That was that was a pitcher in uh, in uh, uh, in uh, Forrest Whitley. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> and then you you lose. You know Zach Greinke really showed signs of aging last year, late in the season, and I mean, <clears throat> I just don't expect their pitching to keep up and, and hold up and. You know, I think this is one of the weaker divisions in baseball, but man, I, you know, I expect them to hit well for the most part. I think Correa is going to hit well. I think Bregman's going to hit well. And I think a lot of their other, you know, guys who had at one time were superstars that are still, you know, pretty good players are going to hit all right. But I don't think that's, I don't think they're good enough offensively to just carry them like they once were. So uh, I, you know, their bullpen, it's it's okay. They still got Ryan Presley, I think, right? And, uh, he, yeah, they have him, but he's been bad. He's battled yeah, injuries the he's past battled in, years as well. He's battled injuries a little bit, but he's he's solid when he's out there. And you know, they've got uh, they, they brought in um, Pedro Baez. I mean, he's you know he could probably get them a solid ERA and and nice. pitch some good innings, but Go he's not. He's no it. kind of closer or anything like that. So. You know my feelings about Pedro. Um, yeah, Bonas. I know. I know. But uh, he, the the Astros are going to be number two in this division, in my opinion, and they might win it. I mean, this is a weak division. The Angels could be what the Angels have been the last few years, and if so, the Astros are probably the best competition for them by default. But um, we'll see what happens here. I, I think it's very interesting. Absolutely. Um, I still have the A's as third in this division. 
I just, I don't think that the Mariners are right there. They're close, but I, I just like that um, Sean Manaya, like Jesus Lazardo. I, I just think that these guys, Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, I still think that they have just enough talent to keep them over the Mariners. I don't think it's going to be an A's team you're going to see competing for the playoffs or in the playoffs like we saw the past couple years. Losing Liam Hendricks, losing Marcus Simeon, those are two big, big losses to this team. Um, you know, the Mariners I have right there in, in fourth, bringing in a guy like James Paxton, letting your guys develop a little bit more. I think the Mariners are better, better than people think they are, but I just don't think that they're quite good enough to take that third spot just yet, probably next season for sure. Um, and then the Rangers, the, the, I think they're the clear-cut worst team in this division. Yeah, and I, I, a third through fifth. I've actually got the Mariners in third. I, I like the... I like some of the moves they've made. I think bringing James Paxton back is going to help them a lot. He's, he's going to help stabilize that rotation. I liked what I saw last year from Justice Sheffield uh, making some improvements. And then you add that to a guy like Marco Gonzalez, who's been a real consistently decent pitcher. Uh, last year was actually really good, but in the previous years was pretty consistently decent. Um, you know, you've got some guys who at the top of your rotation who can at least, you know, give you pretty good innings. Um, you look at their... Um, their lineup and I mean you might get hit Mitch Hanniger back for a while he, he when he's healthy he's been good in the past uh Kyle Seeger's still a really solid third baseman um JP Crawford's done well Kyle Lewis their defending rookie of the year he he was solid solid last year um I think he's gonna play well and then you might get a guy like Jared Kellenick in there who is a, a really 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 good looking prospect that could come up and and do really well this year. So, I, I mean, I like the Mariners. It might just be a hunch. I feel like they're on the upswing. You know, I might, might be too early to move them up in the division at all. I don't think they're going to contend for the playoffs, but I do have them third. Um, I feel like the A's have been living on the edge the last few years to start with. They've won a lot of really, really close games. Um, they, they've had a little bit of a, you know, they put themselves in a position to have good fortune, but they have had some good fortune winning a lot of those games. And, I think uh, you know losing Marcus Simeon hurts them really, really bad. Losing Liam Hendricks hurts them really bad, and I still don't especially trust their pitching. I think Luzardo's upside is really good, but you look at the rest of their pitching, and I mean, Frankie Montas is all right, but you know, is he going to be really good? I, I don't know. You know, you look at some of their other guys like like uh, Bassett. I don't think he's going to be as good as he was last year. I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't especially love the A's and then their bullpen. I think it's still gonna be all right, but losing Liam Hendricks that he made that bullpen a lot better than it was. Uh, Losing Liam Hendricks hurts them a lot. Then, I mean, I look at the Rangers number five by a long distance. I mean, I could barely name anybody on their team other than Joey Gallo and maybe Kiner Falefa. I mean, they're just not a good team at all. So um, they're definitely going into full blown rebuild mode. So we'll see what happens there. But um, I like the, uh, you know, I like the Mariners for third. So well, that will wrap up basically our divisions, uh, our division predictions um, before the season has started. Now, you know, you, you gave a little hint earlier saying the twins were in your wild card, but who do you have them facing? Yeah, I, I have them facing the Astros in the wild card. Um, you know, I think the, I think the Astro, I think the Astros and the Angels are going to beat up on the other three teams in the AL West, and uh, you know, I, so I do feel like the Astros are able to win enough games just from playing the the A's, the Rangers, and the Mariners enough times to to get that that get that wild card, and then 
the Twins, I think, are going to beat up on the Royals and Tigers kind of in the same fashion. Uh, you know, I look at the AL East, and I think the Red Sox and the Rays are, are good enough to give the Blue Jays enough losses to kind of keep them out. Uh, but, you know, I think the I think the Yankees beat up on them good, too, because I think the Yankees are really stacked. So uh, I've got the, the Astros and the Twins and the wild card teams for me. That is pretty interesting. I have the Tampa Bay Rays versus the White Sox in, in mind. I think that the Astros are actually going to miss the playoffs this year. Um, pretty surprising. I just, I, I just don't trust their depth around like you, like we've been talking about. And you know, if Altuve can bounce back, then maybe it's a different story. But you know, Carlos Correa has also seemed to get a little disgruntled with them over the extension talks. Um, I, I just don't think that the Astros are going to have enough this year to to get there with White Sox improving and then the Rays who went to the World Series last year. You know, I still think they have enough talent to to get by and at least get into this wild card game. It's kind of a, a pretty Rays move, anyways. Oh yeah. So, so, so pretty much that's all I got uh, on the wild card. Um, yeah, sounds good. And uh, let's uh, look at our awards here real quick too. Um, who's your rookie of the year? I actually have Garrett Crochet from the White Sox. Now, I know he's going to be a reliever um, for most of the season. He might get a couple spot starts here. I just think that the impact he's going to have, I think he's going to be one of their more trusted relievers in leverage situations to get big outs, maybe even multiple innings, kind of like a Josh Hader role. Um, I I think that's what they kind of envision for Crochet. And I, I don't think that there's a clear-cut like position player that we know for sure is going to like if Wander Franco was up, I mean, everyone would pick Wander Franco or if Jared Kelenic was up, everybody would pick Kelenic, you know, I mean, you, you can make an argument for maybe like a guy like Andres Jimenez from the, um, from the twins could, think, could make it. Is he, is he still a rookie? I think he is. Cause he just came up last year. Yeah. He played a lot yeah. last year for the Mets, but I, I don't know if, I don't know how they did. I don't know if they prorated that or yeah, not. Yeah, Last year, the way that they, they factor him in is really weird. So that, that's another part is that it, the rookies this year are still going to be really, really weird of who guys played last year are still rookies. So I, I just, I, I like the way Garrett Crochet, I mean, he made a big impact last year before, you know, that game in the playoffs where his arm started hurting him a little bit. So, I mean, that could be a concern, but I have Garrett Crochet from the White Sox as my rookie of the year. I gotcha. That's, that's a good, uh, I think that's a good pick there. Um, very interesting pick. I like Garrett Crochet. I think he's going to do really well, but um, I have to pick. And I know I kind of hated on him a minute ago saying he wasn't going to be as good as he was in the postseason last year. But I mean, Randy Arozarena is still a rookie, and he was really good last year. So I'm going to pick him. <laughs> That's about all I have to say. I mean, I guess if you watch the World Series, and, and how, how could you not pick him to be a to be a rookie of the year? Yeah. Uh, I will be honest. When I made my pick, I did not realize that Randy Arozarena was still. Yeah, yeah. And it, the um, thing, the thing, and I, uh, just to explain my thoughts on Rosario, I think he's very similar to a young Marcelo Zuna. He hits the ball really hard, and he's, and you know, when Marcelo Zuna was a really young guy, he was he was a good outfielder and he was real athletic. And I think Rosarina's got all three of those traits. I think he could be a really really solid player for, you know, really. I don't know about five tool, but you know, I think he's gonna do really well the next few years. So. Well, who do you got for your Cy Young? Uh, my Cy Young is going to be the guy who won it last year. I think it's I've got Shane Bieber. Um, you know, I think that I, I would I would pick Garrett Cole if he wasn't pitching in Yankee Stadium. 
but I think that Garrett Cole's always been burned a little bit by the home run ball and uh, pitching in Yankee Stadium. It's going to hurt his numbers enough. And Shane Bieber gets a lot of games against the Royals, the Tigers. The Indians don't have the best offense. Uh, so, I mean, the, the you know, the Twins, I, you know, I, I just – I think Shane Bieber's the guy. He was just lights out last year. He's got perfect – pinpoint control his stuff has had upticks every year since he got to the big leagues i really like shane bieber for the cy young yeah bieber is was right up there in contention when i was picking cy youngs too um i, I kind of wanted to go kind of go away from the repeat cy young war winner um so i went with lucas giolito from the chicago white Sox. you know big thing for what you said the same division um he's going to be able to beat up on the Indians on the Royals on the Tigers. And I, he, he does really, really well against the twins as well. So, you know, and he's shown very good progression these last couple of years. I believe he even threw a no hitter last year or was it two years ago? He threw that no hitter. Yeah. Uh, both. Do you throw one in each year? I know he threw one this past year. I know for sure he threw one this past yeah, year. He might've thrown um, one year before last. I, I don't know. Maybe it was just the one hit shutout or something. I, I remember him pitching a, some kind of crazy good game though. Yeah. I think he got really, really deep into one and, and gave up a hit on it. But anyways, Ligas Giolito is very, very good. And I don't think people quite understand just yet how good he is. Um, and I, because the white Sox have been so bad. So now that they're going to be, you know, contending for a playoff spot, I expect Giolito to even take another step up. Um, and you can kind of get more recognition for it. So going with Lucas Giolito for my Cy Young. Yeah, I, uh, I really like I really like that pick too. I I thought about picking him, and I think he's going to have another really good year. So it's a good. One. Yeah, and and Cole was in contention, like you said, Garrett Cole. I mean, he's he, if he can limit the home run ball in Yankee Stadium, that's going to be a you know that that's going to be a big thing for him. So another guy to watch out for. Yeah, but uh, I I don't even think we need to mention the MVP really. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, we know who it is. this just needs to be called the Mike Trout Award. Yeah. Because um, we both have Mike Trout for MVP. I mean, best player in baseball, and you can't really pick against the best player in baseball as long as there's a full 162 game season barring injury. Like, Mike Trout just makes such an impact on the game on both sides of the ball that you, you just can't pick against him. I mean, he is just so, so good. I, I know I keep repeating myself, but I mean, what can this guy really not do? Uh, there's there's nothing and i think that's why you know obviously we've kind of we have had obvious picks the last couple weeks on these awards and you know we but we really didn't want to pick the same guy but we couldn't decide who was not allowed to pick trout because we just know that the overwhelming favorite especially if you believe in the angels as mike trout if you don't believe in the angels then maybe you could say well he's not gonna be on a great team but obviously we're both believers in the angels picking them to win the division Trout, you know, he, he hits for power. He, he makes contact. He's cut his strikeout rate a lot every year, except maybe this past year, but shortened season. Um, you know, he's a great outfielder, athletic, steals bases still, maybe not quite as many as he did his first couple of years, but he still steals a lot of bases. You know, his arm has honestly gotten better. I mean, he that was the knack, knock on him for a while was his arm wasn't lights out but he's it's gotten better i mean he's he's just a really 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 good player he's a generational talent um i'm not I, I'm, I'm telling you until mike trout has a real drop off of a season i'm not going to pick against him if even if he doesn't win it this year if he still has a, if he still looks like mike trout then i'm going to pick him next year and i'm going to keep picking him until he's not good anymore because he's just the best player in baseball i mean and you can't you can't pick against that honestly 
No, you can't. And and it's just the sustained success that Mike Trout has had. Like, this is one of the best players that we will. I mean, the best player that we probably will ever see play the game. Um, and I mean, just the way that he can go out there year after year after year after year after year and just put up the insane numbers he does. It's just, it's truly amazing. Um, and like you said, you, until he shows you otherwise that he doesn't have 40 home run power and able to hit a 300 or above and just, you know, walk an insane amount, still play really good defense, still like you, you can't pick against Mike Trout really. I mean, there, there's years where other guys will win it, but you know, they probably shouldn't. Like yeah. you should just call this the Mike Trout Award, pretty much. Yeah, for sure. So um, now that we've got our divisions picked and we know who you know we're gonna have as kind of our contenders, um, who is your World Series pick at the end of the day? Who's gonna oh. win it all coming October or November? Are we picking who's gonna win it all? Or are we picking just the matchup? Just who's gonna win it? Oh, well. You know what? You know what? Actually, pick pick the matchup and then who's gonna win it? Because I want to okay. hear. Who, I know who you're gonna pick, but who's gonna pick? Who's gonna win the AL? It's, it's, I know who you're gonna pick to win the NL. So, yeah, I, I'm picking the Dodgers to win the NL. The AL, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that the Chicago White Sox are gonna make it through the wild card game and go all the way wow. to the World Series, and that it will be a World Series of White Sox Dodgers, and it's gonna go. To game six, and, and you're the LA the Dodgers, Dodgers yeah, are going to win that. That's yeah. what I thought. So uh, I think I'm actually going to go with the um, the Fox Sports Dream matchup for the World Series. Um, I know I picked the Padres to win the NL West last week, but I'm picking the Dodgers to go through the wild card and and win. Even though I have them playing the Mets in the wild card, and anytime you're facing Jacob Degrom, it's going to make it very difficult. But I've, I'm going to have them go into uh, go into the world series from the NL and from the AL. I'm going to pick the Yankees. Um, I think they're the most complete team in the AL. And I actually, I'm going to pick the Yankees to win, but mainly because I just don't want to pick the same team as you. But <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think, I feel like the Yankees are by law percentages. It's the same reason that the Dodgers by law percentages, they were eventually going to win. They've had this great team. They've, they've, they've been such a, a, a standout, franchise for the last 10 years they've won the division every single year they're they're always in there they're always been close they've met, played in the world series a couple times until la before last year and you just knew that at some point they're going to break through it the yankees are kind of the same way this is five or six years in a row they've been one of the best teams in baseball i really like their their pitching and their and the, especially their bullpen the top of their rotation some of that back end of the rotation that we're a little worried about that doesn't that's not quite as big of a deal in, in the postseason, and I feel like by law of averages, they're, they're going to stay healthy for once. I mean, they, they've had so many injuries. I mean, Stanton's been out a lot. Uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron Hicks has been out a lot. Judge has been out a lot. I mean, you've got had a lot of guys that have been banged up, and I just feel like the Yankees are eventually going to have a season where they're able to stay healthy and put it together and, and get there. They brought back DJ LeMayhew. They seem to have really good chemistry as a team, and I don't know. I mean, I just feel like they're I feel like they're they're hungry for it. Their players all want it real, real bad. You know, the Dodgers, you could see a little bit of a World Series hangover from them. You know, they finally won it for the first time in, you know, thirty years or whatever it was. And I mean, I I, I I'm gonna go with the Yankees, so So you're picking the Yankees to win. Yeah, and I'd pick them in hell, I'll go ahead and say seven games. So I mean the MLB and Rob Manfred 
is absolutely loving you for that pick. Yeah, right I know. I know. He, he, the, I know Rob Manfred loves the Yankees Dodgers World Series going to seven games. Fox Sports will love that. Um, ESPN doesn't get to cover it, but they'll still love that because they'll talk about it for months and months and months. And, um, uh, but I, you know, I think those are the, those are the two highest payrolls in baseball. I mean, they're spending a gargantuan fortune of money and, both teams just have so many good pieces and I, you know, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be the, uh, the matchup here. So, well, that has been our AL predictions and we even gave you a little, little, uh, world series prediction in there. So, uh, you know, overall, uh, I think we're going to look pretty dumb at the end of the day. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but just to wrap it up for you guys for the NL, we had I have the Braves, the Brewers, the Dodgers winning with a Padres Mets wild card. Matt has the Braves, Brewers, and Padres winning with a Dodgers Mets wild card. I have Cabrian Hayes, Blake Snell, and Francisco Lindor for Rookie of the Year, Cy Young, and MVP. While Matt has Ian Anderson, Jacob DeGrom, and Jacob DeGrom for Rookie of the Year, Cy Young, and MVP. Uh, and then over in the AL, you got the Yankees for both of us, the Twins um, for me in the AL Central, and the Angels in the AL West, while Matt has the Yankees, the White Sox, and the Angels. Um, wild card, Matt has the Astros versus Twins. I have the Rays versus the White Sox. And then our awards are Garrett Crochet, Lucas Giolito, and Mike Trout for my awards, Randy Rosarena, Shane Bieber, Mike Trout for Matt's awards, and then our World Series predictions, Matt has Yankees-Dodgers with the Yankees in seven. And I have the White Sox versus Dodgers with the Dodgers in six. Everybody got that? <laughs> Sounds good to uh, me. I think it's, you know, probably pretty good predictions there for both of us. And I'm super excited for the season. I can't wait till Thursday. We'll be, We'll have actual baseball to talk about next week, and that'll be fun. Absolutely. Opening day is right around the corner, and we will – be sure to keep you up to date throughout the season of what is happening. So this has been the Batflip Podcast, episode 30, actually. Uh, so that's pretty, it's a cool little milestone we hit. But uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in.